listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome. I'm going to start today's show off with a bit of a, huh, what is going on? The state of the world. I am surprised by the unrest south of the border, but only in its timing, not the content. We need a new social contract with our police. This institution formed in 1829. Has any country updated the contract since then? Yeah, I'm... And my timing piece, I'll get into that more a little later in the show. Okay, so the other thing I want to remind folks that I started this last week, and I haven't had any responses yet, is, so here's the proposal. Do you want to become an anonymous chart on the show? A chance to test the usefulness of astrology for free. I need one question plus your birth data and you can submit that information on the contact me page at www.cardinalastrology.ca. Okay, so episode 33, we are going to take the next step in answering one of the most common questions asked astrologers, the relationship question. Last week, we looked at how to make a list of who we are looking for, Alibet, eh, the short version. This week, we will look at Sinistry, one of the tools used for seeing if the pick will actually work. Sinistry looks at the impact that one chart has on another chart. So remember the disclaimer. And that goes like this. Inquiring minds want to know how to mine a chart for information. Well, any dive into a chart runs the risk of seeing a particular element in isolation, like the problem of the blind people describing the elephant. Please always bear that in mind. Okay, disclaimer, disclaimed. <laughs> so you have picked the one. There is a shift in focus for the astrologer, obviously, and there is a new disclaimer and a requirement that I make. Not sure if other astrologers do this. Um, yeah, not sure. I rarely get both people in my office at the same time when people first are connecting. What I usually get is someone I have seen before coming in with their prospects chart data, asking me to see if it is uh, the one. My rule number one is if you give me the person's name, you must have their permission from them to look at their chart. If no name and I do not know the person, then the data for said person is just called X and I'm good to go. Rule number two applies to the scenario of a person coming in without the other person present and applies to whether the other person is going to have access to said reading. Why should that matter, you ask? From my point of view, I will read person X chart strictly from how this person might impact the client's chart, and so this will be biased that way. 
it would not be a reading of the chart of person X that I would do for them as a standalone or if the tables were turned. So take a moment to wrap your head around this. The bias is there. But in this case for this week's show, obviously these folks are never going to hear what I have to say. <laughs> so who am I looking at? Prince Harry, which we did a look at last week, and Meghan, his wife. So first off, let me remind you what Harry was looking for. So Harry has a Capricorn rising, putting cancer on the seventh. This guy is looking for a cardinal cancer type. The first brush strokes would be a dynamic person capable of starting their own things, showing up for life. Receptivity, nurturing and embodying emotional expression. The next step describes the seventh in more detail. Who is the ruler and are there any planets in the seventh? In Harry's chart, there are no planets located. The ruler is the moon. The moon in Taurus is exalted. Now we add fixed element to cardinal element. You might say he wants someone who can show up and start things, be emotionally sensitive, who can follow through and get her done and be committed. Okay, um, his moon is in the fifth, so he's looking for someone that is good at creativity, playful, and children. Okay, and it's Taurus, so that person needs to enjoy embodiment. Now, next I look at Venus. How does he relate? His Venus is in Libra in the 10th. Oh, now that places a great deal of importance on relationship, makes them public, so his said partner would have to be okay with, pub with the public aspect. It is Libra, so to be his equal, to share the public spotlight. Uh, this could easily translate into the pair who work in the same field or run a company together, etc. Okay, the social aspect is also critical. Grace and beauty here, savvy in social settings, able to work a room. Venus in her own sign is comfortable in her abilities and she rules the exalted moon, adding ease to this person. So far, Harry is going to have to be diligent and particular. Now also that moon of his has a hard aspect and opposition to Saturn. Oppositions in your chart speak to lessons and maturing that will come through relationships to others. Moon Saturn would speak to a number of issues, but given the signs here, we have emotional roller coaster needing a practical anchor. Moon Saturn are natural allies in the balancing game. The Saturn is Harry's ascendant ruler, which shows his life direction and his vitality. Okay, so um, he is looking for someone who will demo or complement his own journey uh, through Scorpio, 11th house of Saturn, taking responsibility for emotional expression in a way that fosters productive, fully engaged living. Okay, so how well does Megan fit the match? From the outside, it looks pretty darn close. Let's look at what Megan is looking for. Okay, she has Cancer Rising, which puts Capricorn on the 7th, okay? Um, it has her looking for a Cardinal Earth type. She too has no planets in the 7th. A responsible initiator who can work in structured settings, practical and supporting what is needed to sustain life, again, that Cancer Capricorn axis. 
The ruler of Capricorn is Saturn, and her Saturn is in the fourth in Libra, another cardinal sign and adding air element. This person will have deep roots, fourth house, be socially adept, appreciative of aesthetics, music and art, etc. This Saturn is also conjunct her moon Jupiter. So let's first look at the moon conjunct Saturn. Her moon is the chart ruler of Cancer rising. Her soul emotional nature is sensitive and will want that Saturn to support her in that classic Capricorn Cancer way and must also be able to embrace her deep roots. Adding Jupiter here adds a grand larger than life component. Well, Harry kind of fits that. Saturn is exalted in Libra which helps this night chart to take the edge off its malefic nature. So, all was not well in her family system. Her potential partner must be able to approach this with sensitivity and good boundaries. Her Venus in Virgo in the third, she will be particular in her choice of who she partners with and socializes. And here I will digress slightly. When you first look at her chart, you see that her traditional planets and even the outer planets are all below the horizon. And the traditional ones especially are gathered through only four signs. Way back at the start of this radio show, back in September, October, yeah, I talked about hemisphere balance and a bit about what color that imparts. In Megan's case, she will have a very private component of her life. This colors her way of relating. In relationships, there will be flexibility and a practical productive side. This would do well if both are in a service scenario, Virgo. Example would be two doctors or police persons or postal workers. Her partner should fit this profile. Again, on the surface, that look, this looks very promising that these two have chosen well. But let's take the deep dive into sinistry. With these two charts, our first noticing would be that hemisphere component because it is so striking. Harry has all but two of his planets above the horizon and Megan is, well, as we've already talked about, all below. Now for an aside about relating. I'm of the school of comfortable, but there are many more schools than that. But this would be my first comment. They each must choose to accept this stark difference and many would see it as very nice compliment. So Harry would find it just natural to always be in the public eye. Whereas Megan would be like, yeah, no, not so much. Don't necessarily want to be there, not my comfort zone. Whereas Harry, that's just the way he was raised, right? Okay, so next up, the element uh, and mode balance with principal players. So, Harry, Ascendant Capricorn, Earth Cardinal. His moon, Taurus, Earth Fixed. The ruler of Ascendant, Saturn, Scorpio, Water Fixed. Okay, Megan, Ascendant, Water Cardinal. Moon in Libra, Air Cardinal. And the Ascendant, Ruler, Moon, Libra, Air Cardinal. So, hmm, not quite the same mix. Here there is a commonality with water and cardinal. Okay. I would have a wee warning signal because fire and mutable are not present. Okay. A question to pose this couple would be how are you going to handle change on the fly 
and who is going to ignite or keep the fire burning for that change. So this would be a situation that they would have to work out because it's not natural to the way the two charts meet. Okay, Venus and do they work together? Harry's Venus is in Libra in the 10th and Megan has Venus in Virgo in the 3rd. Now, not an immediate match in values or ways of relating. <clears throat> one is more public, Harry, and one is more locally oriented and private. They each will have to make a conscious choice to see what the other person values and needs in the relationship. Now, there are ways in which they will connect on this level, which will mitigate this potential roadblock. Harry's Venus in Libra sits in Megan's loaded fourth house with her moon, but also that Saturn Jupiter. If they can find commonality in their backgrounds, this will help. Meanwhile, Megan's Venus in Virgo sits in his Virgo ninth with his sun in Mercury. Megan will need to appreciate the role of a royal family and its rules and etiquette, etc., etc., and she should be able to do that. These connections will help, <coughs> excuse me, immensely and will require that the two work to understand the differences, but their road so far is doable. Next up, I look at communication. Harry, <coughs> excuse me, has Mer Mercury in Virgo in the ninth. Okay, Megan has Mercury in Leo in the second. Mm. Again, fire and earth, not usually a good matchup. Think earth putting out fire or fire turning earth to lava. And this is when they're talking, oh dear. Fixed and mutable, Harry can adapt while Megan is steadfast. Hmm, so we've got, yeah, they're gonna, they got some work to do there. When situations between themselves create challenge, this communication disconnect could create some real problems. Mars is next up. Is there spark in energy? Is there spark in energy created between them? Okay, Harry has Mars in Sag in the twelfth. Megan has Mars in Cancer in the first. Wow, fire and water, boiling or quenched. Hmm. Changeable and initiating. Both can be out of the eye of the public. Again, some questions there. A question to ask would be, will Harry be accommodating to too much to the point of losing his drive? Can Megan grow and replace outdated protective shells? With this next two planets, we need to be more specific to the other person's chart. Okay, so, <coughs> that was one against, wasn't it? I'm keeping a tally, by the way. Okay, so, um, with the next two planets, which are Jupiter and Saturn, we actually need to see where they land in the other person's chart. So, Harry has Jupiter and Capricorn in Megan's seventh, House of Relationship. Harry has the look of what she wants and is willing to play the part. Yay. Megan has Jupiter in Libra in Harry's 10th. And she can be seen in public with all the grace and panache required. Yay team. Okay. Jupiter works well. 
Saturn is the glue and the place where they each expect the other to be mature. Okay. Harry Saturn is in Scorpio in Megan's fifth house of children. Yes, he will be a father figure to his and her children. But that also poses a question of whether they have more than one because it is Saturn. Okay, Megan Saturn in Libra is in Harry's 10th. Can she be mature about his position in the world? And I've got a few questions about that. This is a hotly contested piece in their life because it is public. Now I look at literal points of contact for further refinement. To see these, I have a bywheel, which of course is up on my website, which places one person's planet planets around the other person's chart. Contacts are by traditional aspects of conjunction, sextile, square, trine, and opposition, and what houses the planets fall in. Okay, so we're going to start with Megan's chart and how it falls in Harry's chart. Okay, so Ascendant Jupiter in Capricorn. That is Harry. Yeah, let me just get his chart down here so that I keep this going correctly. Okay, so Megan has no planets in Harry's first house, but has Mars opposing it. Her ability to be assertive is on task for Harry. She is sensitive to how to be assertive, because that's cancer. Okay, the ruler of the ascendant is Saturn. Okay, and it is in Scorpio in the 11th. Megan has no traditional planets here. Okay, Moon in Taurus in the 5th. Megan has no planets here. Sun and Mercury in Virgo in his 9th. Megan has Venus here. She can relate to his role as a royal, his philosophy and worldview, and can relate to the way he communicates. Venus is a benefic in her chart, so may boost this connection. Okay. Venus and Libra in the 10th. Megan has, of course, that big group there. Moon, Saturn, and Jupiter. I'm going with an excellent connection here, even though Saturn and Jupiter in her chart are not doing all that well and speak to her childhood challenges. I'm thinking they will be working for Harry. Ma Mars, pardon me, in Sag in the 12th for Harry and Meghan does not have any planets here. Okay, um, there was something else I was gonna say about that. Oh yeah, just a bit of an aside. Um, it's, as far as I can tell in my studies on Hellenistic, they actually did not do sinistry. This is what I'm doing here is, would be considered more a modern astrological phenomena, I'm thinking. Okay, meanwhile, Harry's planets in Megan's chart. So Harry has Sun and Mercury in Megan's third house. He can travel and communicate in a way she wants from a partnership. Her Venus is here. So again, this mitigates the fact that their actual speaking language is different, okay? His Venus is in her loaded fourth house. He must make relationship to her family, or at least try. Saturn is here. Harry's Saturn is in her fifth. Um, so 
and again, I've already mentioned this, makes me wonder how many children they have, but he can definitely be the father figure. His Mars is in her sixth. He can be motivated by her day-to-day -day routine, which is very flexible. His Jupiter is in her seventh, the magnanimous king. Oh yes, he can play that part. His moon is in her 11th house. He can support her social network and because his moon is exalted, leave e lend even more support. Yay, these are good connections. So the good right now are definitely outweighing the bad. <laughs> okay, Megan's planets aspecting Harry's planets and vice versa. Okay, so now this piece could leave you, well, this piece and the next piece after this could leave you shaking your head because we're going to start getting to some very specific points. And um, the first set are definitely ones that must be dealt with. Um, and so I'll go through what that might mean. The second lot, which I will be introducing midpoints in sinistry, those ones may only be triggered from time to time. They're, they may not be a permanent condition. Okay. So, um, so remember the disclaimer, one part is not the whole. And we are looking for repeating themes on a very basic level. Can this work? Yes or no. So, so far the four is definitely higher than the against. Okay, so far the apparent hurdles that first appeared have seen some major improvements. Will the trend continue? What we have is two different people, as in not twins. Sometimes you will get elemental and um, uh, mode balances that are identical. They both have a cardinal rising. Uh, they both have a fixed moon or uh, they both have a mutable sun, that type of thing. But with these two, definitely not. Points of contact that are beneficial. Okay, aspects are very direct in their actions. In sinistry, a conjunction can be lockstep with a good way or a bad way. There's no perspective between the two of them. Sextiles are encouraging, but again, this can be too much of a good or bad thing. Squares are growth building and require respect. Opposition challenge the couple to find balance. And again, as I mentioned, I will use midpoints, but it will depend, time permitting, on how many of them I can actually get to. Okay, so we will start off with conjunctions. Oh, well, look at this. They have no direct conjunctions, which is kind of unusual. It's very often, and just to let you know, um, their partners in crime here, William and Kate, um, William is a new mooner, and Kate's moon is directly conjunct that new moon, and that is quite common. Whereas this pair, no, they have no direct conjunctions. Now, the question here is also about orb, and what orb mean is, what orb means is how far apart can two planets be before they're considered together. So for instance, in, la la la, let me get my bywheel out here. So the Venus, Harry's, no, Megan's, no, Harry's Venus and Libra 
um, is at 17 degrees, whereas Megan's Moon, Saturn, and Jupiter are 4, 5, and 6 degrees respectively. So there's an over a 10 degree distance there. And by old modern sinistry rules, that would not be a conjunction. So when I say they have no direct conjunctions, I am using a reasonably tight orb of maybe five degrees max with the sun and the moon, and the rest would have to be two or three. Okay. But they do have sextiles and trines between them. Okay, so remember, this is a good thing, but it has no perspective. And so sometimes, depending on what planets are involved, um, this could be not such a good thing. Okay, now in their case, Megan's Venus is sextile Harry's Saturn, the tie that binds and asks for maturity in relationships. So this piece, I would say, helps to create that tie that binds. Okay, and also helps Harry with his emotions, Saturn in Scorpio, Venus in Virgo. She can be there for him. Megan's ascendant and Harry's moon. So there is a sextile there. Uh, Megan will be asking Harry to be nurturing, which should not be a problem. Harry's Mars trines Megan's sun. Sparking is doing just fine. That kind of chemistry you want to see in a relationship. So again, we've got a couple more pluses here. Um, Okay, now hard aspects. And again, you don't want to have a couple with no hard aspects because there's no juice then. Not the sexual juice that I was just talking about, but the juice that encourages each of them to be better people. Okay? So, Harry Saturn squares Megan's son. That one's tricky. This is good glue if respect can be achieved. Can he share her with Hollywood? And I suspect that's where that challenge is going to come in. Now, as I mentioned before, Megan's Mars is opposed to Harry's Ascendant. From the angle, this is Harry being assertive, male, to protect his sensitive wife. Check box. But at another level, Megan's assertiveness needs to balance with Harry's sense of control over himself. Who is standing up for who? Okay, so this is one that only with maturity can they find that balance. Okay, now Harry's Jupiter squares all of Megan's fourth house planets, and that's Moon, Saturn, and Jupiter. So they got Jupiter squares. There is the possibility that his sense of duty to her may trigger a challenge to her not unlike what she saw growing up. This seemingly positive aspect from Jupiter will need to be tempered with respect. He must hear how he impacts on her. Megan, on the other hand, needs to be direct and not assume that her sensibilities about who is in charge is a given. So, and this is because it's Megan's fourth house. This is deep roots that um, often the behaviors that come out of our fourth house are very automatic because we grew up with them. And so his Jupiter can be in that way sort of, oh, well, I get it. 
And she'll be like, yeah, I don't know if you get it because I'm not sure I totally get it. So they'll have to go cautiously with that one. Okay, now those are the major um, direct contacts. So now, and it's, I've got 30 minutes remaining. <laughs> we may not get music at the end because I just might get through my midpoint action. So very like aspects, what I just talked about. This is where planets make direct contact with the midpoint between other people's planets. So here's the first example. Venus in Megan's chart, okay, is going to support the Sun and Mercury and is actually conjunct the midpoint between Sun and Mercury. Okay, now most of the delineations that I'm going to start repeating here are from uh, Reinhold Eppertine's uh, Combination of Stellar Influences. This is a German astrologer. book was put out in the 30s or 40s. It is still available. You can Google it and get a copy yourself. I highly recommend it. So what he says about that particular combination of Venus being conjunct the midpoint of Sun and Mercury, love unions. Okay, Her fits Harry's outlook and attitude in relation to love and sex. So, we have another positive. Yay, team. The Sun in Megan's chart conjuncts Moon Pluto. Special experiences between husband and wife. Yay, we like special. That is good. <laughs> okay, Harry's Venus is in Megan's fourth and will support and relate to Megan's moon, Saturn, and Jupiter. It does conjoin her sun-Saturn midpoint. Okay, here's a tougher one. Suppression of feelings, reserve, and inhibitions can lead to separations. So here, even though this is the Venus piece, um, we have to stay mindful that these are like buttons and um, the, there is an expression, I mean, it's pretty old now, but you can push somebody's buttons. So midpoints can act that way. They're not in evidence all of the time, but it's possible to accidentally, this is like not realizing you're stepping on somebody's toes. So in terms of Harry dealing or being around or talking about Megan's past. He has to be careful that he doesn't approach it in such a way that she suppresses her feelings or feels inhibited about that. Okay? Okay, my, ish, my suspicion is that he could trigger her daddy issues. Okay, but it's not a deal breaker, but one that must be flagged. Megan's moon, Saturn, Jupiter, may not directly conjoin Venus, but they do make a number of contacts with other midpoints by conjunction. Okay, so Megan's Saturn um, and Jupiter both aspect Sun-Venus midpoint in Harry's chart, the ideal of love and beauty. Okay, Jupiter will work but Saturn can cause problem. The question will be Megan's maturity. Her history and relationships will be a problem if she has not dealt with her part in them. Okay, so he's, she's older, so I'm voting that she has. 
Okay, Megan's Mercury conjoins Harry's Moon Venus. She can speak to his longing for love and talk through his love problems. Hmm, this will have to be a two-way street, but it's a good one. Yay, team. Okay, Megan's Mercury. No, I just did that one. Okay, Harry's planets. Here are some more that make direct contact. Saturn is Saturn equals her moon Neptune. Um, Harry's negativity could overwhelm Megan's empathy. Harry has done extensive counseling, so this may not be a problem. Okay, but they are, that's touched, that piece. Okay, and for Saturn, Saturn is difficult in Harry's chart, being in Scorpio. Um, having to deal with, you know, the trauma of losing his mom in such a public way at such an age, right? So, tricky there. Okay, Harry's Venus equals Megan's Sun Neptune. As long as the Virgo Venus does not impose any other worldly expectations on Megan's weaknesses of character, this one won't be a problem. And I think I've got that one backwards. I do. Okay, so that's Megan's Venus, which is Virgo, is conjunct Harry's Sun Neptune. So, as long as her Virgo does not impose any otherworldly expectations on Harry, I'm just making corrections to my paper, <laughs> uh, of his weakness of character, this one won't be a problem. Okay, everybody keeping score. And I'm assuming this one will work because they are both mature. In other words, past their Saturn return. Okay, so we also have Harry's Mercury doing Jupiter North Node, Moon Mercury, and Saturn Mercury. So lot, there is lots of midpoint connections, uh, which is, I always find these the most fascinating. Okay, so let's look at his Mercury to the Jupiter North Node in Megan's. Joint success, good cooperation. He can help arrange associations and contacts. Another bonus. Okay. Uh, to her moon Mercury, Harry can listen to her subjective experience and have a critical ear, which is useful. Um, his Mercury to uh, her Mercury Saturn, ha Harry can appreciate Megan's careful, considerate, and considered thoughtfulness. Okay, so again, another bonus. His Mars aspects her son Neptune. Now this one's tricky. Harry must be aware of not pushing Megan. It can backfire into weakened will on her part. Yeah, so that would be a flag on the careful, careful. Okay, his Mars also pushes her Mercury Neptune. Together they can have purpose bordering on genius and the realization of plans. So that's an interesting one. Okay, Harry, his Mars also aspects her Neptune NC. Danger, danger, must get outside fact checks. Okay, so this sort of genius ideas that the two of them can come up with, uh, because it's a, uh, a conjunction, this is a lockstep piece that I mentioned earlier where 
they don't have the perspective outside of themselves to see objectively with these ideas that they're coming up with. And you could see a little bit of that has already happened with some of their first forays into how they were going to construct their life outside of the royals. Uh, they got shut down rather quickly on some of them. And that would be that midpoint. Okay, so his Venus to her son Neptune can be allowing of another to take control. Hmm, that one's a tricky one. Megan's Mercury Neptune from his Venus, imagination and fantasy, the relationship that pushes to transcend the familiar patterns. So this kind of speaks to the fact that by stepping outside of either one of theirs purview, her a Hollywood thing, his the royal thing, uh, what will be interesting is if they do create a blend between those two worldviews or those two um, worlds that they both have come from. And that's what this aspect is speaking to. Okay, so Harry's Jupiter. Remember, it's aspecting uh, a square, but it's also directly aspecting uh, Moon North Node in Megan's chart. So a generous behavior in associations, confidence in teamwork, happy relationships with a man. So that is a big bonus point. Okay, his Jupiter also hits her Saturn North Node. Happy in seclusion, to happily, happily sacrifice to other, a fortunate separation from place of occupation, a change in position. Boy, does that speak to what Harry has done. It's kind of amazing, actually. Okay, Harry's MC, the way he stands, stands out in public, uh, aspects her Mars ascendant, comrade in arms, joint task achieved together. This is sort of like them doing battle with the press. Okay, a very distinctive midpoint. Okay, so a little bit more now about Megan's side, what she triggers in Harry. So, Megan's moon equals moon Venus, love and devotion. That one works. Her moon to his sun Venus, demonstration of love. That's nice. Moon to Saturn Neptune, inhibits of maturing. Okay, so that one is not such a good one. We might not like that one. So I'm not entirely sure how that might play out. So her moon in Libra to his moon in Taurus. See, there's a, there's a disconnect there. Um, yeah, Taurus moon, Libra moon, they are ruled by Venus. So that will be the way to overcome this. Um, yeah, is recognizing that it is a critical piece of their relationship that they must sort out. Okay, so her moon to his Saturn Neptune. When it's not fair, he will think the worst. Okay, so these are some of the challenges they face. Uh, Megan Saturn equals his son Venus. Love inhibitions if Saturn's not mature. So if she regresses in her Libra Saturn to things, and what Saturn in Libra can get into is passive aggressive behavior when they're not direct. 
So when she doesn't actually just state what it is she wants, when she makes it a guessing game for him to try to figure out what she wants, ah, that's where they can get into trouble. Okay, so this Saturn also aspects his Saturn-Neptune, so sometimes they will suffer together. And it also aspects his Pluto Ascendant, being subjective to coercive measures. My suspicion is that was sort of the nightmare that the family, royal family, placed on their relationship. But it could also turn its tables and be Harry trying to figure out how he fits in with her California family scene. Okay, now Megan's Jupiter, usually a good thing, um, aspects Harry's Pluto Ascendant, a favorable turn in circumstances in life. So he wanted to make a change, and she was able to direct that. Okay, now some of these other ones are can be potentially challenging. These are planets that either square or oppose a midpoint. How am I doing? I'm down to 17 minutes. Okay. I've got seven minutes to go before I want to start on. Where's that moon? Yeah, so I only have I only have three pages. We're doing good. This was a lot of material, by the way. <laughs> okay. So Harry's Jupiter equals Venus Pluto. Extraordinary happiness, successful in artistic endeavors. That's a good one. Again, Jupiter to Megan's son Uranus, success in revolutions or progressive directions. So these midpoints uh, speak to their ability to be, um, you know, to do their charity work in that. Okay, Harry's ascendant sits on or aspects either by square or opposition. Neptune North Node, confusing connections, his position her not of the same class. So this one would have been triggered right from the very beginning, but possibly will wane over time. Harry's Venus equals Pluto MC, uh, power of their attraction, and how they may be attractive out there in the world. Okay, so his Venus also aspects her son Neptune, allowing other to express one's feelings, so that's a good one. His Venus to her Mars ascendant triggers her passionate nature and fighting for ability and fighting ability I think the word for shouldn't have been in there <laughs> okay this would also be a bit of juice in the relationship which of course everyone needs okay now his Saturn which would be one of his biggest challenges um, aspects her Venus Mars issues from Harry's past can create inhibitions in their relationship. So this is kind of a very tough one. Uh, but again, as I've mentioned earlier, he has done a lot of counseling. So might not be the issue that it could have been. Okay, his Saturn also aspects her moon Neptune. Megan can deal, can Megan deal with his Scorpio motions? Is he mature enough to not impose his stuff on her? <clears throat> Excuse me, that would be a question that you would pose to this couple. A little sip there, take the frog out of my throat. 
Okay, Harry's Moon equals her Venus North Node. Love union, genuine, and complete understanding with others. Oh, bonus points, yay! Okay, his Mars to her son Pluto. This is a square. Harry can push Megan to perform record achievements, overexertion, or overtaxing. Must respect her limits. Okay, so that one is a challenge. Okay, now Megan's Jupiter squares Harry's Jupiter ascendant. She brings out the pleasant side of Harry. Yay, one for the good side. Uh, Megan's Mars squares Harry's son Pluto. Megan can push Harry also. I found that interesting that they're, um, okay, so they both, they hit that same midpoint in each other's chart with the same planet and that's Mars. So, you know, so she can push him to perform record achievements or overexertion and overtaxing. Must respect his limits. That's amazing that they have both of the same one. Okay, Megan's MC opposes Harry's son Pluto. Her position pushes him to find his own power, a vocational crisis. So this one may be operative as we speak. Um, as he tries to negotiate his way through what is he going to do in California. Okay, Megan's Mercury squares Harry's Sun Mars. She will have ideas that can cause strife to his activities. Sparks can fly. So yeah, there's, there's some stuff there to work on. Uh, Megan's Venus squares Mars Uranus. Well, this heats up Harry's desire. So that one is okay. So if the tally, if you were keeping one, mine is looking distinctly like uh, this relationship can work. No question about it. There are challenges which you want to see. You don't want to see it being too simple. Okay, now... Um, there is also, when it comes to looking at relationship stuff in astrology, there is the timing component. Is this the time to start a relationship, etc.? And there is also the chart that is created when you combine two charts, and that's called composite charts. And again, not all astrologers use it. There are two distinct styles of calculating that. Um, but that's for another session. Okay. So, that is Sinistry. And as you can see, there's quite a bit of detail that can be passed on to clients. Coming up, where's the moon? And what's in store for us? Uh, so, as this, this day unfolds, I'm just looking at it. Yeah, we are literally having a Sun-Mars exact square as I speak. The unrest in the world with race relationships, I hope, begins to improve. That's my hope. But of note is the fact for the next five days, Mars stays in lockstep with the Sun. At the moment they are exact, an asteroid is present, Tisiphon is retrograde and will hit the exact degree on the 9th. Tisiphone, one of the three furies, seek for justice, crimes against kinship, family, 
dose of one own, one's own medicine. Fairness, just desserts. How and where and if one gets what they deserve. Arch. Okay, meanwhile, the moon also is changing signs right now and has moved into Capricorn. The moon is quiet, probably good thing, as it won't trigger any new events for the rest of us. It is a productive day to start projects. Okay, tomorrow, June the 7th, moon is still in Capricorn and will begin to trigger events again. In the wee hours, it's Uranus by trine at 4.08 a.m. I wonder who it will wake up. At breakfast, the moon will oppose a Mercury. Balanced conversation is recommended. Moon Mars sextile at 7.06. Control, getting carried away again, I hope not. So any demonstrations tomorrow night could be dangerous both sides of the equation. Monday, June the 8th, Moon in Capricorn catches up to Pluto and Jupiter and those in power will be motivated to do. The question will be, what will they do? First up at 8 a.m. is Moon Pluto. The smart move or the heavy hand. At 11.05, Moon Jupiter, justification or the beginning of trust. The moon moves us into the future with her ingress in Aquarius at 5.54 p.m. on Monday. First up will be the moon conjoined Saturn. What style of authority will take us into the future? Remember, we need a new social contract with the police. Okay, Tuesday the 9th. The moon in Aquarius is asking for connections to our affiliates, tribes, and clubs. 10.29 a.m., the moon squares Uranus, making it possible to remember we are in a climate emergency <laughs> and a bunch of other emergencies, economic, etc., etc. At noon, we get the moon checking Venus, who has now emerged and is now making her way to build a new relationship, and that's at 12.14. So we might want to look for um, some strategies that are coming out around this whole police brutality thing. Wednesday, June the 10th, a very quiet day with the moon in Aquarius, making only one aspect, and that is to the sun at 7.34 a.m. at 20 Gemini. I will note that although the exact square to Mars was back on June 6th, as Mars approaches Neptune for a conjunction, the Sun is now square that Neptune. Hmm. Mars, Neptune, square the Sun. In the wake of the unrest in the USA over George Floyd, what will that combo produce? So I'll let you play with this. Here are some keywords. Mars, Neptune. Irritability, weakness, socially it can equal sick people, on the plus side, help at the right time, inspiration, on the negative side, failures caused through the absence of plans, absence of plans, misfortune to suffer harm or exploitation, narrow-mindedness. Okay, adding in the sun, we get connected with infectious disease. Arg, 
This is a square from the sun in Gemini. The danger of infection, the undermining of health. Black lives do matter, but we are in a pandemic. This is not a good combo. Okay, June the 11th, Thursday, the moon slides into Pisces early, 2.31 a.m., right when the sun squared. Okay, squares, what? Probably Neptune. Yes, uh, the start of a fresh spike of cases. The moon goes on to square Venus retrograde at 7.34 p.m., a check in with the shift in relationship. A note, again, about society and the contract we have with the police. Can we update it? The moon, late in the day, sextiles Uranus, more unrest. Okay, June the 12th, the moon first connects to Mercury. The message on the airwaves is what? This will have an impact today on the triggering of Mars, Neptune, Sun, starting at 7 p.m. till 11.30 p.m. Not a night to go out with hordes of people. The infection rate will go through the roof. Man, that's me looking at it. And I am quite okay <laughs> with being a completely wrong whenever it comes to these happy predictions. Uh, yeah, I hope I am. Okay, so next Saturday, June the 13th, coming up to my show, Mars will be conjoining Neptune at 7.13 a.m. Later in the day, the moon fires up in Aries, getting the weekend rolling. Okay, so just a reminder, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And I have been your host, Maureen Reed, and I do look forward to seeing you and to talking to you, and hopefully I'll get somebody willing to be an anonymous chart that uh, I can speak to. Take care and have a great week. This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station.